Hello, Andy. Hello, Dorothy. Oh, good, good that you've joined us. So I'm speaking to Andy Crystal from South Essex College. And Andy's kindly agreed to answer four of my questions for more and four today. So first up, Andy, are you ready to go? Ready to roll? Um, I certainly am. Looking forward to it. Great. So, Andy, what are your three top tech tips for a teacher? So things, techie things that they could use in their work, particularly when teaching online. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think for me, I've got I sort of got three things in mind that, that work for me, and and I think uh, certainly been well received by colleagues. Uh, the first one one for me is um, within any platform we particularly use Teams, um, but it can be I've seen you know, it does exist in Zoom. Is is getting learners to sort of engage by raising their their hands, the virtual hand. So even if you've you've given them some instruction or given them an activity before they start, just get them raising their hands to, you know, are they comfortable? Are they happy to move forward? It's a very quick way to, to see if learners are actually engaging. And those that don't put their hands up, that gives you an opportunity to um, basically challenge them or pose them a further question and mark down whether they're um, engaging or not in the process. So that's a, that's a bit of a quick win. And yeah. I think learners get used to that sort of um, approach as well. Though, so they have to keep on their toes a little bit. True. And if you start it from the very beginning, then, as you say, they do get used to it, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I th- and it is, you know, it's not something we have to put in place. It exists on the system. So it's, it's really useful from, mm. from that aspect. Yeah. Um, the second one for me is really around, again, providing that engagement, but it's also capturing engagement is um, a platform. It's a, a website called Tricider. Um, and it's really great for evolving discussion. And, and the, from, I think, my understanding is the try part of it comes from that this platform has sort of three aspects. The first is it, it asks you to pose ideas based on a question. So I could pose to my learners a particular topic and ask them to submit answers. The second part to it is they can put um, plus or minuses or pros and cons to each of those ideas. So it allows for them to sort of see a balanced argument and then the third part is they can basically vote up or down which they feel are the best sort of suggestions or answers so it's a really great way of capturing their engagement it's a really great way of them collaborating it's a really great way of sort of pointing them through those evolutions of making an initial suggestion and trying to see whether those suggestions are a good or a bad fit so and it's really quick. You've just got to pose a question. It's, it's, it's set up in a matter of seconds. So do go and check it out. It's excellent. That sounds really interesting. I think one of the main things I've found is that tutors are, are finding it difficult sometimes online to do collaborative work. Um, yeah. And I think that's a great way of, as you say, doing it quite quickly as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we get we've, it's very easy just to use what the, the platform we're using gives us. And, of course, like anything else, we get numb to it, our learners get numb to it, we yeah. get a bit blase. So, I mean, you know, using stuff like Padlet and Tricider is a really great way to get them to, you know, widen their own e-skills as well. Yeah, great. Um, my third one is, is a bit of a personal one. Uh, let's face it, a lot of what we deliver is through sort of like Word documents and PowerPoints. And um, I personally, I've, I have made the purchase myself, but it's it's... Um, a tablet by a company called Wacom or Wacom, which is W-A-C-O-M, and they do a particular model called One. So it's uh, one by Wacom, and they do it in two sizes: a small, immediate tablet, 
and it's 35 or 50 pounds. It is a bit of an investment. You might get your organizations to get one for you, but oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's, it's the things that we would do with a whiteboard, trying to write on a whiteboard or on a document with a mouse is so awkward, but having this little pluggable stylus or tablet in it has, has just made my, my side of it a lot more fluid. And of course, my learners benefit from that because my conversation isn't stilted and it still is fluid and flows like it would in the classroom anyway. That's brilliant. So, so and, and, and a good, if, you, if you're in a little bit of sketching or artistry, yeah. it's, it's great for also annotating any, any web pages or images or PDFs that you've got. So it, it, I, for me, it's been a worthy investment, despite being a, a tech nerd as well. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really great, Andy. Actually, one of, the, one of our tutors did buy one for herself and she loves it. Um, oh, so yeah. yeah, I can endorse it. And she teaches ESOL. Um, oh, she, then, yeah, I mean, especially really, really wanting to support those learners visually. So yeah, yeah I can exactly. imagine it being fantastic. Yeah, yeah, she loves it. So yeah, I'd endorse it too. So great stuff. <laughs> so right. So your second question. Thanks for those, Andy. They're really good tips. Always. So what's the most useful question that you ask in your role? Um, I, I think for me, there's. It's, you know, I deal with a whole range of people um, and some people have uh, my support thrust upon them. Um, some people have, uh, you know, are good enough to request and, and seek my guidance. And I think for me, you know, whether wherever they are on, on that sort of uh, initial contact is really asking them what do they want to get out of any process? What do they want to evolve? What do they want to take forward? And even if I have sort of... Um, actions that I've got to carry out in from a support perspective if I could involve what they want to get out of it as well then that that supports a bit more of a buy-in um with, with staff as it would if we was getting our learners to to inform their own you know learner journey I'm, I'm a big believer in getting the people that I work with to to buy into that process from their that, own perspective as well yeah that's right so important yeah and um, tricky one now. How do you motivate yourself to do the hard things? Oh, oh, oh. we've <laughs> all got something we don't like doing. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> for me, I probably think it's it's that that sort of you know that reward aspect. Um, so, so planning to do what what I'm I'm probably would rather avoid putting in manageable chunks, and and maybe giving myself a, re a reward by re doing something really fun or that I enjoy after that the activity that I'm, I'm less um buying into i suppose <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so um sort of the eating elephants approach to yes, breaking yes. it down yeah that's right absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and that leads us on really nicely actually to our final question so where do you find the fun in your job oh now I must admit this. I think this is this is quite a challenging question given the mm. the time of this discussion. Um, <laughs> for for me, I think it's the things that I've probably always enjoyed is is that sort of th that connection, um, those opportunities uh, to talk with yourself and and the wider community. But I think really, um, you know, from when we 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 ran the uh, AP South conference last year and and meeting people that we we don't get to uh, touch base with very often but even in these lockdown times that those opportunities we're really starting to exploit them the the availability of um having video conferencing and you know also jumping in and doing uh 
the ability to carry out loads of sort of my own CPD, really. I can do it at a drop of a hat, and, and it's so widely available rather than having to travel distances. I'm able, to, I'm able to link up with people and things that I would not have been able to link up in, in, in normal circumstances. So the joy for me is, is really the connectivity, even in these times. Absolutely. I think I completely agree with you. And also, yeah, I, the not having to travel. It's, it is lovely, absolutely lovely to meet up with folk. And um, Well, we were talking earlier, weren't we, about almost this time last year for the AP South Conference. And it was great to, to meet up with people for the day. And we had a, a fab time and you, you led it splendidly, Andy. Andy Thank really you. did. Really enjoyed the day. Um, and I've thought of it a lot, actually, over this last year. But as you say, it is great to still make those connections online and in many yeah. ways much easier. Yeah, um, yeah. We don't have to spend so much time. I mean, I, I, I possibly would sow a little seed. I mean, I could imagine, uh, although we want to be out in the fresh air, I mean, what an opportunity for us to do what we're doing now, yeah. you know, online in the future. And, I mean, maybe it doesn't have to be an AP North and South. Maybe it just has to be a national AP conference, but online, that could be quite exciting in itself. Yeah. Well, there is one coming up. There is one coming ah, up ah. next month. <laughs> Funny you should say that. <laughs> Book your space now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Andy. It's really been nice chatting to you. And uh, I now can't remember if I if I introduced myself at the start. So I will just remind everybody listening that you're Andy Crystal and you come from South Essex College. And I'm signing off as Dorothy Braidwood from Norfolk Adult Learning. So it's been grand talking to you, Andy. We've managed to get in under the 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, definitely, <laughs> yeah, and lovely talking to you as well. Thanks very um, much. See you next week at uh, AP South. Definitely Online. see you there. <laughs> yeah, OK, bye. Bye.